I'm Kyler Allred. I'm Michael Chambers. And today we're going to be talking about the second arc of the Marvel comic series of Star Wars, Showdown on the Smuggler's Moon, and this is the Star Wars Senate. How's it going, Mikey? Pretty good. How about yourself? Good. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about uh, comics again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but first, uh, I want to say today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash SWSpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And we wanted to recommend uh, a book for you guys, uh, The Weapon of a Jedi. By Jason Fry, and that's a that's a really cool book because it's a it's a Journey to the Force Awakens book, but it also it delves into uh, the episode it delves into between episodes four and five, kind of what uh, we're going to be talking about today of Luke training a little bit of wanting to uh, hone his Jedi skills. Yeah. So uh, yeah, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com/sws/pod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash S-W-S-P-O-D for your free audiobook. Really excited to uh, be sponsored by Audible. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, yeah. I, I, for some reason, I never thought this would would happen. Right. I mean, like, I, I assumed it would, but I never thought of it like this, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, uh, we're uh, picking things up. Uh, hopefully, this podcast will go bigger and bigger every day. Yeah, and, and, I, and it has. It yeah, really it has. really has, thanks to you guys. Yeah, and that's amazing. But, I mean, we could just jump right yeah, in. Yeah, jump right in. So this is the uh, the second arc in the Marvel uh, comic series of yes. Star Wars, the showdown on, on the Smuggler's Moon. Yeah, and it's really cool to see Nar Shaddaa in, yeah. in this. Cause, uh, we don't Nar really Shaddaa, see... the Smuggler's Moon yes. planet. Yeah. It's, uh, we don't really see any of Nar Shaddaa in uh, the, the, movies. the movies or anything like that. I, I think it's mentioned. and uh, Maybe. We, I, I think, I'm, I may be wrong in this, but it might show up in Clone Wars. I, it might, yeah. I could I could see that, but it's just this whole like, uh, not not backwards, but like criminal, yeah, organization planet. Yeah, much. it's kind of what's funny is when he first approaches it, it kind of looks like Coruscant, yeah, like with bit. the cities and stuff. But then when he gets there, it's all like smog filled. Oh yeah, and you know it looks like a big alleyway. It looks like, like a huge. <laughs> it looks like all of it is slums always. Yeah, like yeah. the downtown of like. Like a big city, but like the the you know the the rough yeah the, the rough area. But it's everywhere. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's cool to see that different area of Star Wars. Yeah. you know where these are, they're all shady figures. Yeah. They're all uh, looking out for themselves. And Luke going there with R two in his pristine yellow jacket. R yeah. 2s this shiny astromech droid, and they walk into a bar, and everyone is out to get them. <laughs> they stick out like a sore thumb. They really yeah. do. Well, and uh, Luke's not the smartest in the situation either because he's like, I'm looking for the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. And it's just like, all right, dude, what do you think would happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we, uh, 
we meet up with, well, Luke meets up with uh, Gracchus the Hutt. Gracchus the Hutt. Because uh, Gracchus the Hunt has a, a guy looking for all these Jedi artifacts to steal for him and stuff because Gracchus the Hutt collects Jedi artifacts, especially lightsabers. Yeah. So this one guy is trying to steal Luke's lightsaber yeah. and chasing them through the city. And it, that chasing was really cool. Yeah, it was kind of a. He had that metal glove that he could, like. Oh, oh the uh, the magnetic glove that he could like hook on. Yeah, the bad guy walls. had the mag the magnetic yeah. glove. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, and it it, it kind of seemed like a like an Indiana Jones esque yeah. uh, chase, you know. And the the bad guy thought he was he was good. He was uh, flying away on a ship, and then uh, he, Luke makes the jump and grabs onto his leg. Yeah, I was thinking that was the first like use of the force from luke in this comic series so far and like the, yeah, the force but, jump really yeah like the first like physical use yeah, of the force yeah. yeah yeah if i remember right it is yeah i i think it's really cool when when gracchus shows up he has a a, a necklace of lightsabers yeah like it, it reminds me of um uh, general grievous with his cloak of lightsabers yeah. and stuff like that but it's it's uh, just a full-on necklace well yeah gracchus is really interesting because he's way different than any other huts we've oh, seen yeah. like you know job of the huts this big s- slovingly you know like gross fat hut but kind of grotesque yeah kind of grotesque but gracchus is this buff yeah ripped hut uh who can hold his own and he's walking around like he's being carried by these robotic legs yeah. It reminds me of that. The robotic legs kind of reminded me of Darth Maul in the Clone Wars. Whenever he gets, yeah. whenever you first see he him the again, spider. he has the spider legs. It also reminded me a little bit of of the the robot chair in uh, Phantom Menace that New Gunray was sitting oh, on, yeah, yeah. and it had those little robot legs. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's just really cool to see uh, these different huts, and we see a few different huts in in Clone Wars, yeah. like Zero the Hut. And the little baby hut, I forgot his name. <laughs> I know that uh, Ahsoka nicknames him Stinky, which I'm not particularly fond of, but <laughs> we're here to look at the positives. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it would make sense. Like, yeah. I can understand the nickname. It's just a little cutesy, yeah. you know. But I love Ahsoka. So. Me but, too. Like, yeah, like I said in the Clone Wars, um, <laughs> we got, you know, the guy with a monocle. We got, yeah. I think there's one called Mama, which is this really big hut who, like, gave birth to all of them. Right. Zero is this purple-yellow hut. And now we have Gracchus, who's this buff Jedi yeah. artifact-collecting hut. And it's really cool to uh, see him interact with Luke and how Luke, he doesn't know really what any of these artifacts are yet. Yeah. Like, Gracchus has... Completely new to him. Yeah. Yeah, Gracchus has a holocron that he's like, open this Jedi. And Luke's like, I've never seen that before in my life. And then uh, he's like, open this or I will shoot you. And so Luke, he he closes his eyes and he calms down and he ends up opening all the holocrons in there. Yeah. And it's really cool to see Luke's reaction to that. It's like, whoa. Yeah. It's like, what is this? Well, and you see a few, like, I think Shock T was one of the Jedi you saw and... Uh, a, a few others uh, that were, you know, just saying, uh, you know, all these different things like, oh, the Jedi and the Sith used to be hand in hand. They used to be brothers, but then yeah. the Sith broke off. And Only Cl- trust in the yeah, Force. Yeah, only trust in the Force. Uh, fear leads to anger, you yeah. know. And it's r- really cool to see Luke discovering this for the first time, even if it's not in the best situation because he's kind of held captive yeah. by Gracchus. But uh, one thing I thought was very interesting is uh, Gracchus calls him the last Jedi, yeah. which is... a few times. Yeah, a few times, which, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, 
Be, uh, that's why Ryan Johnson called uh, Episode Eight the Last Jedi because he wanted it to refer to Luke, and yeah. that's how even the Force Awakens crawl they called him the Last Jedi. Yeah, uh, I I think Luke's been called that a many, bunch of times. yeah, a bunch of times by many other people, and uh, it's really cool to have all that continuity, and it just reminds me of the Last Jedi, which is mm-hmm. really cool. And I, 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 and speaking of the Last Jedi, is like we learn at the end he's not the Last Jedi. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like everyone's calling Luke the Last Jedi, but there's this larger uh, picture here where it's like he may be the last for now, but he he won't be the last forever. Forever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Gracchus eventually has Luke go to this fighting arena. Yeah. Which is really cool, and it reminds me. Of the Knights of the Old Republic, do you remember the fighting arena yes. in there? Yeah. It reminds me a bit of that, you know, where you have that mission, and I think you can come back to and fight yeah. in it, where uh, they call you the mysterious stranger, yeah. and uh, it, it 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 reminded me a lot of that because I played Knights of the Old Republic a lot when yeah. I was a kid, and so uh, just the look of it and the feel of it, it was just I immediately thought of that. Yeah, it makes sense. It it's. Yeah, the lightsabers. Whenever that—that's the only thing that work at the end of the the comic. Uh, oh yeah, and everyone has a lightsaber. Oh yeah, in the yeah at the very end, everyone comes to save Luke and uh, uh, Han, Leia, and Chewie all have lightsabers. And, and Chewbacca has two of them. <laughs> yeah, there's this really cool shot where uh, they all are holding lightsabers, and Han's like, "I'd prefer a good blaster." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "This is awesome." And that's a interesting storyline in this arc is uh, Han and Leia with yeah. Sana Staros, yeah. who at at the time we think is Sana Solo. Yeah, the entire time until the very end, yeah. she reveals her actual name. Yeah, because the entire time Han's trying to tell Leia she's not my wife, yeah. and Leia's he, like, "Sure, sure, you're just trying to, uh, you're just a dirtbag like yeah. all of them." And Han's like, "No, seriously, this was for a job that I pulled and it went wrong." Yeah, <laughs> and the reason why she's coming back is because she wants her half from yeah. that job and, and she was just playing with han knew that it would get him in trouble yeah and it, it the dynamic is just really funny seeing how leia and sana start to kind of uh, bond a little bit bond a little bit and han's not liking it at yeah. all <laughs> when he was like he was like maybe i should fly they're both like shut up yeah like, <laughs> han's like all right <laughs> just han in that situation be you know just I wonder what's going through his head. He's like, the girl I'm trying to court now, uh, meeting this other girl from my past. Yeah. It's like your girlfriend meeting your ex, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was thinking about it, and it's, I was like, it, this could absolutely, if I, if back in the day they did the these scenes oh, as like in in the movies in the movies or in something. Oh, like I could that. picture Harrison 100%. Ford and, and Carrie Fisher doing yeah. even uh, Mark Hamill in his role. Oh too. yeah, I'm like this all fits, and I love it. It so really much. does, and I really enjoyed the dynamic duo of Chewbacca and 3PO. I really did too. Yeah, because Chewbacca and 3PO were also separate. They were, I think they were on a rebel ship yeah. and they were like, oh, Luke's in trouble and Chewbacca's like, let's go save him, 3PO. And 3PO's, oh no. <laughs> and <laughs> Take it, the Millennium Falcon over. Yeah. And just funny seeing 3PO, like when they first get to Nar Shaddaa, 3PO's like, oh, hey, look at these droids. They can help me. <laughs> and they're just like going to rob them and yeah. take them apart and stuff like that. And uh, there was a line that you really liked Chewbacca was interrogating a bartender, and three uh, uh, PO asks, what, "What does he say? What happened to the bartender?" And he's like holding Chewbacca's holding before he's holding him uh, off, the, off the edge of a of a building. Yeah, and three uh, PO turns around and he's like looking at something, 
He's looking at where to go, and, uh, and then he uh, looks you, you back. Hear, yeah. You hear you see like a, a, a yell, yeah. and then he looks back. He's like, "Where'd the bartender go?" And Chewbacca says, "I let him go." <laughs> and C three PO is like, "No, that was nice of you. That was nice of you." <laughs> Not getting it at all, nope. being completely oblivious it's like amazing. he always is. There's a few. There's a lot of good lines in this. Like, oh yeah. Um, whenever uh, all of the patrons of the bar try to take. Uh, Luke's lightsaber. Oh, yeah. He's like, come and get it. And I was like, that reminded me of Finn from uh, yeah. Force Awakens. Well, and there was another one. The guy uh, who was trying to steal uh, the lightsaber from Luke, they, they fall and uh, they land. And he's like, you're insane. And Luke goes, no, I'm a Skywalker. Yeah. And then I'm like, what's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty good. And and, and then uh, the whenever Gracchus is being captured by the uh, Empire, yeah. and he's like, the 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 thing that people fear most about Gracchus's uh, uh, arena isn't the monsters, isn't the uh, giant creatures. It is, is Gracchus, and, I'm and like, he's choking one of the guys. <laughs> it's amazing. I think he was choking the game master. Which yeah. let's talk about the game master. Game for a master sec. is so cool because he's this guy that when Luke enters the arena, he meets the game master who is holding two lightsabers and is kind of training Luke. Like yeah. Luke doesn't want anything to do with the fighting arena. He says, I'm not going to fight for him. Yeah. The game master says, well, you want to learn, don't you? I can teach you. Yeah. And so Luke's kind of learning, even though he doesn't want to learn from this guy. You know, He's fighting the Magna Guards, which is really cool also yeah, from, from episode three. Yeah. I like how they were all rusted up. Yeah, because yeah. it makes sense because it's been like, what, like 19 years? Uh, a little more, like Probably 20 years. 20 years, years yeah. yeah. But it was really cool seeing him learn from this guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really cool. For me, it seemed like he was there for a little bit, like a little while. Oh, the game master? Well, no, uh, Luke. Luke. Because I feel like maybe, yeah, maybe a I, week I've, or so because he had to train. Yeah, it was at least a couple days because, yeah. you know, because you had Han and uh, Han Lan and Sana's story and they were, you know, escaping the Empire. And then you had, you know, Chewie and 3PO had to travel to Nar Shaddaa. Yeah. So it was definitely a couple... Uh, a couple days at least yeah. and uh, I think even when he meets Grokkus when Luke meets Grokkus again Grokkus says today's the day so that sounds like he's been there for yeah for a little bit yeah for a little and, bit and he's like yeah uh, he's he was like training him and then he's like oh yeah I trained him enough to die yeah like okay yeah that was that conversation that conversation between him and Grokkus uh, between the game master and Grokkus was very fascinating because Gracchus was saying, "Oh, don't get too attached, like I did to you," you know, and uh, kind of threatening him, and yeah. and uh, and then of course, like you said, the game master was like, "Yeah, I trained him to die. Yeah. Like he'll he'll die well enough. Yeah, he'll he'll survive for a little bit and then he'll die." Like and and then that creature that Luke has to fight, it's like Mongo the. Yeah, it had like the destroyer, Mongo the destroyer. It kind of looks like a Rancor a little bit, yeah. but bigger. It has bones sticking out of it, metal arm. Yeah, it's and wild. they said it came from Mustafar. Which yeah, it was like, like the, a, it was the like depths a, of Mustafar. It was like Mustafar. a mining drill that it came from. Like yeah, uh, like and, it, like its arms and stuff. Yeah. it came from a mining drill, and like I think the creature itself is like in the depths of Mustafar. Yeah. and uh, that's really cool it's to see uh, those references in there. And it's like. The yeah, it was the depths of Mustafar. Yeah, and it's it's wild to me that like it builds the, the universe. So, it really does. So Th- much. This whole uh, arc really did like with Narshada and the, the different uh, like smugglers, right. and Thieves and stuff like that. Right, and, and then all, Dengar. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When uh, in Chewie and Three PO's story, they're trying to get information to where Luke is, and 
Dengar, the bounty hunter we see in Empire Sh- uh, Strikes Back yeah. with the uh, with the hood and uh, the he, big gun. Yeah, the big gun and he, uh, he, his hood kind of funny funny enough kind of looks like toilet paper. You know, like you wrap <laughs> toilet paper around your head. You know, uh, but like in a cool way. Yeah, it works. <laughs> Some, somehow he pulls it off. Like. Yeah, and uh, but it's really cool to see. A bounty hunter like this shine you know you could have had it be boba fett again or yeah, bosk or, yeah. or uh ig88 someone more recognizable yeah. but you have it as dengar and it's really cool to see him go toe-to-toe with chewy and almost win yeah he pretty much does does win yeah and han comes up and shoots him in the back that was cool like uh uh he, dengar's got chewy on his deathbed almost and he goes where is han solo and gets shot and han goes right here and yeah. that was really cool. It was really yeah, good. he's like right here now. Get your hands off my buddy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the Han and Chewie bromance. And the fact that this is before <laughs> Empire yeah. just says how much he survived just in this he, comic arc. He got shot in the back. Yeah. He got blown up and thrown off. Well, thrown by Chewie. Yeah, first thrown of all. by Chewie off. Of, yeah, Dengar got thrown by Chewie off a cliff. Hit in the face with a rock by Chewie. Yeah. Uh, shot in the back, thrown off. A building, a building yeah. and blown up. Yeah. And he's still in Empire Strikes Back looking totally fine. <laughs> I mean, he has a scar on his face, but that's about it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> Maybe he's got some uh, robot limbs that we can't see. Maybe. <laughs> and I'm like, that guy survived so much, it's yeah. insane. Well, he was in Clone Wars, too. That's true. Wow. Yeah. He's old. He is old. He is old. And did you know he was voiced by uh, Simon Pegg in Clone Wars? That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And he gave him like this, Cockney accent, I'm Dengar. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm the baddest bounty hunter in the world. <laughs> he really didn't talk before that, that. That's probably the worst Cockney accent <laughs> ever, but... <laughs> and that's why he was able to do whatever he wanted. Yeah. He hadn't talked, so. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and it's, and it's just so cool. Like you said, it fleshes out the world to see this kind of stuff. I think what's really cool about this, about Luke's story, is we mentioned before he was being trained, but not in the way that he thought. Like, this was more of kind of the lightsaber training. Yeah. You know, he, he had to fight these Magna Guards. He had to fight this big monster. He had to train with the Game Master. He didn't want to learn this way. Yeah. He didn't want to learn from against his will, pretty much. But... Uh, he kind of had to, and he kind of had to adapt. Yeah. It was also interesting to see him kind of ask for Ben's help a lot. Yeah, he did. And it didn't seem like Ben was responding. I feel like Ben kind of was like, you need to figure this out on your own. You need to, this is good for you kind yeah. of thing, you know? And that was another thing, too, is that uh, Gracchus found Luke uh, found Obi-Wan's journal. It was funny because at the beginning of the issue, Luke was like, oh, it's just this journal of stories. I'm, I'm not going to be. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna be needing this, and then like he was very protective of it. Yeah, he you know? really he really wanted to. He, they took it away from him, and then he really wanted it back. I think it's possible because you know it, it it's kind of the last thing he had. It's kind of like you know like oh I don't think I'll learn anything from this, but then he kind of realizes he's like that's my only thing. Yeah. And as much as he wanted to try to get a holocron, he wasn't able to because yeah. the Empire, as we later learn, the Game Master is a stormtrooper yes. undercover, specifically Sergeant Creel. Yeah, Creel. Yeah. And he shows up later in the comic series, and you see the kind of rivalry between between him and Luke. And mm-hmm. but it's it's really cool to see him as this undercover spy. Yeah, and especially when he like reveals it to Gracchus, and Gracchus is like, "Excuse me, yeah, you were like, my slave, bro." <laughs> he's like, he's been a spy this entire time. Yeah, and like this was the the turning point. Finally, like I don't know how long he's been waiting. Probably oh. so long. And he yeah. was like. 
all right, I think we're good now. We can do it now. Yeah, he he meets uh quote unquote Jedi because Luke's not quite a Jedi yet, but yeah. he meets another Jedi. So he's like, yeah, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, and I, I also like he he says to Gracchus, he's like. You keeping around all these Jedi artifacts, you don't think you'd be noticed by the Empire <laughs> yeah. soon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's a very good point. Like, yeah. the Empire's always, even from the beginning, just always destroyed and captured Jedi. Yeah. And dis- and the Emperor Jedi wants to either keep it stuff. or destroy it. Yeah. You know, because as we see in Battlefront 2, he's got that that kind of uh, storage facility yeah. where he keeps all the stuff where Luke finds the compass in Battlefront 2. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, he, that's also in Last Jedi, too. Yeah. Like, the the compass, yeah. yeah. I bet Gracchus didn't even think about it. He didn't. He doesn't seem like the smartest guy. No. But he is a very intimidating guy. Yes, he is. So he, yeah, he probably had no idea. He was like, "Oh, I can keep all this stuff." I mean, the imagine, Empire never, never come to Narshada. Imagine seeing a giant slug walk up to you with spider robot spider legs, yeah. and he's got the buffest arms in the world. He's got like a twelve pack. It's insane, yeah. and he's just this huge. Like think. Think Jabba the Hutt with spider legs. He's buff and he's got huge arms. Yeah. Like, it probably doesn't look right to you, but it looks so cool in the comic. Yeah. And like we said, Jabba, you know, is a little more grotesque and uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, gross. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, that's the charm of Jabba. And yet he's still intimidating as well. Yeah. But Gracchus is intimidating in a different sense. Yeah. Jabba, you know, he would throw you down a rancor pit. Gracchus, you know, he could choke the life out of you himself. Yeah, which is wild. <laughs> but yet he still wants you, uh, the entertainment of seeing you be eaten by yeah. a monster. But if if you escape, you know that Gracchus will kill you himself. Yeah. Jabba will probably just send one of his cronies to yeah. do it. He definitely, 100%. Yeah. And apparently we just found out this uh, today that he had a tattoo. Freaking yeah, job, so job of the hut. <laughs> this is kind of... This is Kind, kind, of of, uh, kind of off topic, but we were just looking at uh, some of the new toys announced for The Mandalorian, and one of the girls in it has a, a Rebel Alliance tattoo, and there are, there are people talking about tattoos in Star Wars, you know, Darth Maul, and uh, so on. And then someone mentioned that Jabba has one on his hand and had a picture of it, and, and I have never n- seen it before. Me neither. Like, he showed it to me, and I'm like, I have never, I've never, I don't recognize that at all. Yeah. Like, I just want to go back and watch uh, Return of the Jedi again and so I can freeze frame it. just see it. Like, yeah. I just want to see it in the, <laughs> in the picture. And it's just weird that that it's somebody just randomly mentioned that and was like, how did I know? Like, how did I never notice that before? Right. Like, I've watched it so many times and never seen it before. I know. It, we watch these movies and uh, read these books and comics so many times but yet we find all these new stuff yeah yeah and like people people write i I don't i don't know how long that person's probably known about that oh yeah and probably had no idea that there were people out there like us that had no idea it existed even though we're like huge star wars fans oh yeah yeah it's crazy the things you can pick up after watching movies especially star wars and movies like this that there are so many hidden details It's crazy. And it, it's just like these comics that, you know, there are so many details in these panels. Like when Luke enters the uh, the the bar and, yeah. this, and you can see like a Shadra fan, the little bat guys. You can see Quarrens, you know. You can see just so many different species and just so many references yeah. that you, you got to read the comics and watch the movies multiple times to pick those yeah. things up, you know. It's pretty cool. One thing that I I liked was the, I mean, like, the entire time, Leia did not want to talk to Han. No, yeah, because I think, you know, 
she's had these feelings for Han too, even at the beginning. Yeah. I think, you know, and as they start getting to know each other, they're you know they're getting these feelings for each other, and yeah. then she sees that Han has a wife, so she thinks he's this dirt bag. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting because it's this common thing uh-huh. in star in the the first few Star Wars movies yeah. where they're even in. Like Return of the Jedi, actually. Yeah. Um, where they well, they they'll start liking each other, and then something will happen, yeah. and then they'll start liking each other, and then well, like they always like each other. Yeah. But like they're gonna get like something. They're, they're gonna, gonna get, get together, together and, and then something, something stops it. Yeah. And then they're gonna get together, and then something happens, and it, yeah. just, it just keeps. Happening. And then in Return of the Jedi, it's kind of like they're they're together the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. But like at the end, he's like, oh. You like Luke? Yeah. And she's like, no, he's my brother, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's that's pretty much, yeah, like, no, he's my brother. And then Luke's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, Han's like that. <laughs> uh, Han can be a little oblivious sometimes. He, yeah. and, Even, I mean, like, 100% in this. Oh, also. yeah. There's a moment where he's trying to explain to Leia the, the full truth, and he spills his heart out about uh, and, Sana. <laughs> and, like, he thinks Leia's behind this door, you know, so he's talking to her through this door. He's like, oh, me and Sana got married, but not really. It was for a job, blah, blah, blah. It was fake. Nothing really happened. And then he opens the door, and Leia's not there. Not even there. And he, and he just sits down, and he's like, I wish Chewie was here. <laughs> and I love that. I love that he misses Chewie. It's, yeah. Their bromance is one of the best things yeah, ever. And I, I like how it makes that grow and like moves there. Because uh, Chewie was the only one he had for the longest for time. For a long time. Yeah. I mean, it, it cements that in Solo too, like at the very end when Kira leaves. and uh, Well, even before she leaves, she says, he needs you and you need him. Yeah. And then, like, when they're watching the ship leave and Chewie puts his arm on Han. And yeah. They seriously are brothers. They're yeah. they're they're so tight-knit. They're, and they're from a completely different species, but yeah. yet they're so close and so uh, close to each other. It's, yeah. it's, it's a fascinating uh, relationship to kind of dig into, you yeah. know. Yeah, and it makes the... It makes the Force Awakens uh, a, a lot harder at the end because you, whenever Chewie does that roar and shoots yeah. Kylo Ren, I'm like, oh my god. Well, and stuff like this is like, uh, you can totally not read the comics and be fine yeah. with just watching the movie, but when you read the comics and see moments like this, it, it like it amplifies it. It adds it adds so much. Yeah, like like when I was reading that, you know, you mentioned Force Awakens, I was like, oh man, their bond is so close and it keeps cementing that in this comic that you know it makes me think like oh but Chewie doesn't have Han anymore you know I wonder how he feels and oh man it's that's why I like reading the comics like I said you don't have to read them Mm -hmm. and you'll be totally fine but you can get all these cool moments like seeing Luke train in his lightsaber yeah. training you know fighting all the like magna guards and stuff oh like yeah that. there's a really cool panel that i'm looking at right now where the magna guards are spinning their their uh, uh their staffs and uh, luke is just armed and ready yeah that's oh, so cool it's really really cool at the very end uh-huh. the very end of the comic yeah we see darth vader oh yeah and he's just clutching a jedi holocron yeah. and it's Ooh, it's chilling. It is. Like, you don't see Darth Vader the entire time yeah. through this entire comic arc until the very end. Yeah. And it is amazing. It really is. And it's very intimidating because Sergeant Creel, uh, the Game Master, 
who also has a very interesting design. Yeah. He has red skin. He looks like a human, but he has red skin. You never see his face because he's got a hood on. It's interesting because you never see his face, so it kind of makes me think that he might not be human. Like, exactly, yeah. he has red skin. Right. So he might not be human, but yeah. I know the whole thing about the Empire is very just he- humans. Or humanoid ass because you yeah. got Thrawn, Thrawn too. as well, yeah. and I, I feel like Thrawn was more of a. So maybe thing. he's got like a weird looking face, but he wants to keep it covered, yeah. so he looks more human like. Yeah, maybe that uh, makes sense because the Empire's racist. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's. I mean, they're based yeah. on Nazis, so yeah. it makes sense. But yeah, back on that Vader shot though, it's Sergeant Creel is very you know standing at attention, and Vader's asking asking him all these questions, you know. Did you get a name? You know, Vader knows his name now, yeah. of course. You know, that after that chilling shot we saw of him cracking the glass in the last one. Yeah. But he just wants to confirm it. And he, he knows it's Luke. Even Sergeant Creel is like, no, I didn't get his name, but he is this Jedi who's not very attuned, who, you know, he's just naming off all these things that Vader knows. And just seeing Vader clutch that holocron. And Vader has one face because of that mask, but you can tell he's just seething. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh he mentioned uh Sergeant Creel uh, the game master mentions uh Vader's fist yeah at one point yeah that he's a part of Vader's fist which is like a special unit of stormtroopers that I think it specifically targets force ability uh well for uh the Jedi specifically uh, yeah I. M- I'm not sure exactly I think it might be more of just Vader's personal like Vader gets these guys to do whatever he wants them to right yeah. Which is probably a lot of Force user yeah. stuff. It's it's uh, like Vader's Secret Service, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like they only answer to Vader, I think. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why Sergeant Creel uses a lightsaber. Yeah. Which is really, really, really cool. Although I'm not sure if he knows, if Vader knows that Sergeant Creel uses it because... Because he's holding it behind his yeah, back. Yeah, he's holding it behind his back, kind of uh, uh, hiding it. Yeah. So he, uh, later in the comics... Um, you see Sergeant Creel again, and he's in a stormtrooper outfit, but he's using the green lightsaber. Yeah. So he might have took it, you know, like the the Empire took all the other artifacts, but he might have kept, kept that, that one yeah. for himself. That'd be really cool, and I, I, I'm excited to see him use the yeah. lightsaber in future issues. Yeah, he's he he's in it all the way up to I, I, I they're on their last arc right now in like the the 70s like this uh this arc uh was ends at 12 yeah it was 8 through 12 and they're in like the 70s right now and i think uh in the previous arc from this last one i think uh it was sergeant creel's last appearance i don't know if he dies or anything because i haven't fully read it yet but uh, he he's in the entire thing up to then, right. and it, it's cool. And to, it's like almost over now. Yeah, and he and he's he's kind of uh, one of the main villains of the series. Yeah, kind of like Thrawn in well, Thrawn in the the last couple seasons of uh, of Rebels. Of Rebels, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool to see that these uh, these characters that may not be like the biggest just stick through the the series right yeah we may never see sergeant creel in anything else but uh and and i kind of like that you know because uh yeah we're gonna get these characters that uh that appear throughout all formats yeah but uh, there's gonna be these characters that are specific to like maybe there's some people who who are into star wars just for the comics yeah and they're like oh sergeant creel's my man you know yeah exactly and uh and uh yeah they may be disappointed he's not in the movies or anything but they're like that's why i like the comics because he's there and you know it it has something for everybody to love you know sergeant creel wouldn't be a uh 
ter- like a terribly hard cosplay. Now that I think about it, no, it's just a stormtrooper outfit. I was thinking more like the, oh, the game master, the game master. Oh yeah, stuff. with the hood and the red. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you have to be kind of buff though. He's yeah. He's, he's a pretty. He was pretty. Dude. He was pretty ripped. Uh, one thing we didn't mention mm-hmm. uh, yet is the art style uh, change. Oh yeah, so from the first one, it was a little more. The first arc, it was a little more photorealistic. Yeah, like every everybody looked. I mean, not that they don't look like uh, their actors in this one. They yeah. actually very much do. Yeah. Uh, but it looked a little more cartoony in this one, which I actually kind of like. Yeah, a little bit more, better. a little bit more comic booky. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the first one, it was more like they took pictures and tried to recreate their faces. Exactly. Right, yeah. And this one, they took a little bit more liberties. Like you said, they still like he still looks like Mark Hamill, yeah. but he, he's making faces that we haven't seen Mark Hamill make. Yeah. You know? Like in the other one, it almost looked like they repurposed screenshots yeah. and stuff, you know, yeah. which wasn't bad. No, it didn't. It looked good. Yeah. But this one, uh, they took a lot more liberties, you know. Yeah, and I liked it a lot. I think it was really... Really good. Well, I, yeah, like the I, whole... I wish there was more R2. It was like there was like R2 yeah. every now and then, but there wasn't a lot. Yeah, I mean, his biggest moments was giving people the lightsabers because yeah. that's how everyone got the lightsabers is R2 went into uh, the back of Gracchus' uh, Jedi artifact room and stole all the lightsabers and he pulled the Return of the Jedi and shot them all out to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably where they learned it. Yeah, and, and Return of the Jedi, that makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, that's probably where... Uh, Artu's like, I've done this before, now let's perfect it. Because when he first shot it to Luke in this comic, it just plops on the ground. Yeah. And then in Return of the Jedi, Luke's like, I'm going to catch it this time. Yeah. <laughs> His aim got a lot better. Although, if I remember right, I think there might have been a moment in Clone Wars where Artu shoots Anakin, his lightsaber. Oh. Because I remember the shot... Because Anakin does the exact same thing that Luke did in Return of the Jedi, where he does the salute. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh. And so R two's just done this a lot, I think. <laughs> wow, I, I don't remember that. That's, yeah. I, I want to watch Clone Wars again. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll oh, there. we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, this art style is really cool. It is and very unique. Yes. And I think it's cool that I want to say it's every arc has a new artist. That's cool. I. Uh, I might be wrong on that. Some artists might stick with two arcs or whatever, but yeah. I think every arc has a different artist. Not uh, The next arc is Vader Down, which yeah. takes place uh, between the regular Star Wars comics and the Darth Vader comics. Right, yeah. And, but the arc after that it has kind of an anime art style. Ooh, interesting. Which is really cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I like seeing these different uh, interpretations of these characters. Yeah, it's really cool to see, for sure. Oh, and... I really liked, so when we first meet Dengar, he's talking to this Gungan. Yeah. And he's, you know. The Gungan's got like a weird eye patch on Yeah, that's eye. like wrapped around his head and his eye. Yeah. And of course he's, you know, oh, Misa Palo. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned, uh, this is kind of off topic again, but like I thought, I was like, is this Jar Jar? Because immediately whenever I hear Misa, I always go to Jar Jar. You're right, yeah. Uh, but all, a lot of Gungans do that, but not all of them. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, one thing that reminded me of this was, uh, yeah, this Gungan talks you know, a lot like Jar Jar does. And even in Phantom Menace, uh, uh, Boss, Cap- Nass. Boss Nass, Captain Tarples, they all say Misa. But there's a moment in uh, Last Shot that uh, this uh, yeah. seeing this Gungan reminded me of where uh, Han is trying to talk to a Gungan. And so he's like, uh, Misa want to do so this. And the Gungan just dead stares and says, hey, dude, that's kind of offensive. <laughs> and uh, Han's like, oh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I thought you Gungans talked like this. And he's like, yeah, some of us do. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was a pretty funny scene, too. It was uh, really good. Uh, that uh, this made me um, <laughs> remember. Yeah. And the, the, that's the Lost Shop book, correct? Or is it the, uh, the comic? Uh, the Last Shot book, book, yeah, by Daniel Jose Older. Yeah, which is another good Audible book. Yes, bring a, it bring is. Bring it back around to Audible. Yes, <laughs> please go da- uh, download your free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash SWSpod. <laughs> Just got to bring that back around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, this is really cool. I, I really like seeing just the different interpretations that yeah. these comics give us. Yeah. Because... You know, sometimes in these comics, it's like, man, Luke really did that in between A New Hope and Empire. Yeah. But some of it makes sense, like him learning a little bit more how to use his lightsaber. Yeah, and that's why he was actually, like, kind of good against uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. And, like, I mean, he could have learned with Yoda, which makes sense. Right. But, like, he already had learned a little bit with the Game Master. Right, yeah. I Like Darth Vader said, impressive, most impressive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Vader knew that it wasn't just Obi-Wan that trained him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he says Obi-Wan taught you well, but, you know, as they were fighting, I think Vader was like, okay, yeah. so you you you're picking, you were picking up a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, in these comics, we're seeing we're seeing all this kind of stuff. And there, there, later in the comics, there does get to be some weird stuff. Like, there's an arc called The Screaming Citadel, which is about, like, a vampire queen. All right. And, oh, I think you mentioned that. Yeah, I yeah. did. And uh, I haven't fully read it, but it's... It, it seems interesting. I've seen pictures, and it looks kind of like a Castlevania-esque thing. Interesting. And it's really weird seeing Luke Skywalker yeah. fight this vampire queen thing. I, I'm, uh, it reminds me of the... Uh... What's the, the, the ladies called? The, the oh, the Night Sisters. The Night Sisters, yeah. Yeah, with uh, Mother Talzin. Mo- Mother Talzin, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they were kind of these... Like wit- witchy kind of Yeah, things. these creepy, uh, almost non-Star Wars-y type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting to see these other kind of things that we don't associate with These Star other Wars. genres, yeah. yeah. Kind of just in, in this universe. Yeah, this arc was definitely... Uh, action adventure you know it was, it was very action filled 100 it reminded me some a lot of the shots reminded me of indiana jones a lot oh, like, yeah like when luke was chasing the guy to try to get his lightsaber back like them jumping on top of buildings yeah. and stuff and, and the, the standoff between leia and sana oh, like at the yeah. very beginning of the arc but yeah. like that was uh, we didn't mention that but it, it was very int- it was very weird because she pushes han into sauna yeah and then pulls out her blaster and it was like now it's just a standoff and then a tie fighter comes in and just like yeah that was another fascinating thing it looked yeah. like leia just was gonna leave han. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like she was like i don't want to deal with this crap anymore yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she was just going to be out of there. Yeah, she was like, you go with your wife yeah. and just leave me alone. <laughs> because I think at that point, you know, she was starting to trust Han. And then, like, if he really had this wife, she's like, oh, more lies, yep. more things I can't trust him. Yep. So I'm just going to leave him here. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting to see. Like, but I think that also, it, it also might strengthen Leia and Han's relationship a little bit because I think so too. because even though Sana was the one to tell Leia, I think Leia's like, oh, he really is trying to change, and yeah. he really is like telling me the truth, yeah. and I can maybe trust him a little bit more. I think Sana even realized she is that. Uh, Han is changing a little bit yeah. because he mentions that he's with the rebellion now. Yeah, and she's like, "What?" It's like, "Huh? <laughs> You're with the rebellion? Like, how does that work?" It's just like there's a story uh, in from a certain point of view where Lando is in a bar. Yeah, and he uh, he sees on the the hollow net he sees uh, 
the Battle of the Death Star, the Battle yeah. of, of above Yavin Four, and uh, he notices the Falcon, and he's like, "Wait, I know, I know that ship, and I know who's flying it." And they're like, "What? How do you know you, he who's flying?" He's like, "That's Han Solo. <laughs> he's a he's with the Rebellion now." Yeah, you know, and like, it, it's really cool to see this cemented that everyone's like, "This dirtbag is with the Rebellion." Yeah, this scummy guy. Yeah, you know? and it just shows Han's characters that he wants to be this scumbag but he's not he's a good guy he like kira says you're the good guy and Han, no i'm not yeah. han doesn't want to be this but that's just who he is yeah and then and then eventually we see him go back like in the middle well he goes back in between six and seven yeah to that kind of life but it never but, and then he comes he is sucked right back into it. right yeah because he goes back to that life in force awakens or well before force awakens because of all the stuff with his son ben yeah with kylo ren um, if that didn't happen to him, I think he would have been in it thick and thin. Well, yeah, and I mean, after Return of the Jedi, he was a racer. Yeah. So he still was doing stuff he loved, but uh, I think just having that trauma of his son becoming uh, another space Hitler yeah. is is uh, like, yeah, I'm going to go back to doing what I know best. Yeah. And I, I really like that Chewie always sticks by him. You know, yeah, like th- throughout all of this stuff, you know, Chewie's like, you know, he Chewie's kind of his conscience as well. Yeah. You know, he's like, hey, you gotta, you you, you gotta do this thing. And uh, Han, like in the New Hope, when they're loading up the money, and Han's like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, Chewie's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's really cool to see in these comics that that the, they keep these relationships how they are in the movies, but they build upon it. Yeah. Like what I mentioned earlier, when Han got upset and he was like, man, I wish Chewie was here yeah. because he's the only guy that han can talk to yeah and i mean i'm sure that that relationship grows with him and luke as well but i mean like, yeah like right now in this situation like he he's like the first person he thinks of is chewy yeah and i you speak of han and luke and i really like when they're all fighting with the lightsabers yeah. and they're they're uh ha- having jests toward each other like uh luke says uh man i like that lightsaber on you han he's like yeah i'm just trying not to cut my head off <laughs> <laughs> and it, it reminded me a lot of return of the jedi did, yeah. uh, where you know he's like how we doing same as always that bad huh it, it's like him and luke are always going to be in the thick of it but they're going to be joking yeah. it's well, like date like death is staring them right in the face but here just like whatever <laughs> yeah i feel like if like it like I like how the Force Awakens turned out. Like I think keeping Luke away was a good choice. Yeah. But I think uh, having that judge, have it like if they were to have met again in like the Force Awakens, uh, there would have been some joke, you know, some joke between the two 100%, of them. One hundred percent. I feel like that would happen too. Just like in Last Jedi, when uh, Luke talks about Han, you know, he's talking about how uh, when Ben came to train with him, yeah. and he he was like Leia wanted him to train with me, and well, Han. Is Han. It was Han about it, <laughs> and he kind of smirks, and you yeah. know, Han I think always ha- kept that light in Luke's life. Luke yeah. had this uh, awful stuff happening to him, you know. Uh, Luke felt alone. Luke felt like like in this comic, I think Luke feels really alone. Yeah, you know, he's got R two, but I mean, even in most of the comic, R two's not there with him. Yeah. so he's feeling really alone. He's trying to contact Ben. Nothing's happening. But, like, whenever he sees Han again, he always gets a smile on his face, you know, yeah. because Han, Han's another one of his best friends, yeah. you know, and it, it's really cool that they kept these relationships it, in there. It is really cool. And that uh, they can just build upon it. Yeah. 
Uh, I think I think uh, we're wrapping up a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, I really like talking about the comics, and I can't Me wait too. to get to the other ones. Like the next one we're going to be covering is Vader Down. Yeah. Which is a really cool story. And it, it's I'm honestly like I thought we were like. I, it kind of time flew by honestly time did flew, uh, fly by as much as I loved the first arc this arc it started to pick up a little yeah, bit yeah it did and I think uh, it's it's the the it's the second act yeah. of like a whole like a movie like that's whenever everything yeah. starts happening and all that right. stuff it's not quite the third act where everything's just blowing up and all right. that stuff but the second act is definitely some of the things that are the most yeah and I mean seeing like like we mentioned, Dengar and Sana Staros, all these things. Like in the first arc, they only introduced Sana at the very end yeah. because you know they wanted a lot of familiar uh, familiarity. Yeah, because that's why they put Boba Fett in. Yeah, in, uh, the original, like the the first arc and all that. stuff. Yeah, they wanted all this stuff to that uh, people who knew Star Wars were like, oh, okay, this is Star Wars, and then they start getting into weirder territory yeah. and uh, different territory, like. Gracchus the Hut is still something that we know, yeah. but he's different. Yeah, and uh, this thing that Luke fights, this creature with, with it, the metal arm. Yeah, yeah. It, you know we've seen him fight a Rancor, but this is something different. In fact, I think this is scarier than a Rancor. Oh, it is. It's bigger. <laughs> yeah, and and like we've seen uh, Han and Chu or uh, Han and Leia together yeah. and uh, bickering, but it, it brings a whole new level with having another woman thrown in there. Sure, and then you know Chewie and three PO. Seeing them uh, pretty much on an adventure by themselves yep. is a fascinating thing. And, and I think they made a really good pair, surprisingly. They really did. And it, it kind of cements that relationship when we see in Empire when Chewie... It's like it, trying to find his parts it, and rebuilding him. Yeah, and rebuilding him. And he's like, you put me on backwards, you bl- blithering idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and Chewie just shuts him off. You know, like he's be, he's been there before. He's like, all right. <laughs> You're complaining. I'm just going to shut you off. Yeah, and it... That's what I like about these comics is they just they add to it. Yeah. They they don't take away. No. They uh you don't even really need them no. to uh to watch the movies, but if you want to know more about these characters, if you want to see more adventures with these characters, you can delve into these comics. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to make and I'm not sure if this is already a thing. It mm-hmm. might be. Yeah. Um uh they have these Star Wars comics from in between four and five will they do a star wars comic oh, between, in between five, five and six. six yeah i'm not i'm not sure i know they have a couple between six and seven like there's one that takes place right after return of the jedi yeah. but i know that they're just wrapping up this star wars uh this main star wars series now yeah and uh i think it's going to take place right before empire so they might uh do something right after revenge uh not revenge of the jedi that's what it was gonna be (laughs) return of the jedi yeah um and that'll be interesting to see because uh we might be able to see more of lando and chewie yeah and uh and han uh leia uh, leia and luke uh trying to find han because he's stuck in carbonite or well not trying to find him because they know where he is but trying to rescue him and one thing i would think that i this would just be me like assuming But uh, one thing that I would think would happen is we would mostly see Luke going through Jedi training yeah. with uh, Yoda, which I think would yeah. be awesome to see, really. Oh, it, in between... Uh, <laughs> five and six. No, because he doesn't see Yoda till... Uh, so he leaves Empire. Right. He, he leaves Dagobah in Empire and doesn't see Yoda till Return of the Jedi. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's the, that's the next time he comes back. That's interesting. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, we won't see any... Uh, so he just trains on his own then. Yeah, and he he 
builds a lightsaber and uh, yeah, like and it, I, like in the, the, the deleted, deleted scene. scene, yeah. Which is interesting because he he waits so long to build another one. Well, you know what? One thing that might be interesting to see in the next uh, thing between uh, five and six. Maybe him going. Him to finding his crystal. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Because uh, I, I'm wondering where he'll he'll find that. Yeah, I, I would love to see that, and I, I I hope they do come out with a yeah, five and six. Me too. Uh, Star Wars comic. Yeah. Series. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, we really enjoy talking about all these different stories, yeah. and this was really fun. And uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for awesome. thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at sws. Uh, Sorry, SW Senate Pod. That's S W S E N A T E P O D to make sure you don't miss an episode. And on uh, Facebook as well. And that one's just uh, the Star Wars Senate on Facebook. On yeah. If you'd like to follow uh, Kyler and me directly, mine is at Mr. Master Schmike and Kyler's is at Kyler Mark Allred. We'd also like to give a special thanks to Sierra Hawkins, and you can find her on Twitter at AceHawkins13. We'd also like to give a thank you to uh, Curtis Batson for composing our theme song. You can find him on Fiverr at fiverr.com slash Curtis Batson and on Twitter at BlackDolphinENT. And uh, Ryan Brown for creating our uh, logo. That is Ryan Brown Comic Art on uh, Instagram. And uh, make sure to uh, rate, follow, subscribe, like whatever, on whatever you're listening on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. And uh, we'll thank you again, guys, and we'll see you in the next one.